Welcome back to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th in Gleason for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni. We've got saxophonist, vocalist, composer Chelsea Luker in the coffee shop today. You know her from the Quadraphones Sax Quartet. You may know her from one of her other bands, Joy Tribe. If you're quick, you can go hear both of them tonight, February 16th at the White Eagle. If not, Joy Tribe will have an album release gig at the Alberta Street Pub on Friday, February 24th. If you're hearing this after that, just go to their website and look for a gig. Joy Tribe calls itself a world funk band. We'll find out what that means. She's classically trained, was a founding member of the Quads, had a band called Mars Retrieval Unit for quite a while. She's got quite a story. Let's meet Chelsea Luker. Thanks for coming in for the coffee shop. Thank you for World, having me. World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th and Gleason. Got to get that plug in. They give us the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Yeah? I've been a busy girl. What have you been doing? I've been uh, working on our album for Joy Tribe and uh -huh. playing with the Quadraphones and the Midnight's Children. It's a newer project I have. and. I don't know. I don't even know about that. Yeah, it's brand new. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, working on my own thing too. Jeez. You, lots of music. That's lots of music. Jeez. <laughs> well, let's get to the most immediate thing. How about that? Which is Joy Tribe. Um, what's up? Tell me about that band. All right. Uh, Joy Tribe has been around for three years. Yeah. -ish, almost three years. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of started out as my new baby. Uh huh. I found my old bass player from Mars Retrieval Unit uh -huh. of past. We went through a couple of bass players, but uh, Rick Bobet and I got together and decided to start a new band. And so we've been kind of hit the pavement for the last three years, uh -huh. and now we finally got the group together that we like, and so we made an EP, six-song EP. Uh -huh. We're about to release it on February 24th. And you released a single. We released a single from the EP. Yeah. And I played it on the radio. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was very nice. <laughs> Don't you have a video from that single? We do, Didn't yeah. I put that up on, on Oregon Music News? I yeah. think I thought it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was exciting. Our friend John Thompson um, did that video, and he did uh -huh. a great job. Uh -huh. We love working with him. So what, what, was the, you know, what was the aim of that band when you, when you started it? So I love playing in bands where everyone's involved. Uh -huh. I don't like being the solo artist or, you know, kind of dragging everyone else along. I like having it where you have rehearsal and everyone's writing, everyone's contributing. It's a unit rather than individuals. Uh -huh. And so that was my goal. I wanted to find another group that had that, which takes a long time because yeah. it, you have to find the right fit of musicians and that's not always so magical. Right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I wanted to have a funk band where, uh -huh. you know, I was a lead singer and we wrote collaborative music together. So it's finally coming together. It took a while. We have our four people in the band that have been the core group, the bassist, uh -huh. guitarist, drummer, and me. And then we've gone through uh, quite a few keyboard players <laughs> and trumpet players. <laughs> but we finally found Gil Asayas on keyboards. Uh -huh. Um He's Glasses. Have you heard of Glasses? Mm -hmm. 
He's mm-hmm. awesome. Solo mm-hmm. keyboard project he does. Yeah. And then uh, Katie Presley has been playing trumpet with us from March 4th. From March 4th. Great. 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 Yeah. Um, and, and so who's the boss? I do all the yeah. management of the band, you know, mm-hmm. organize everybody. And how do you come to musical decisions? Uh, it's pretty democratic. Yeah? You know, yeah. for the most part. I mean, not everyone's writing for the band, but everyone has something to say about Mm-hmm. what they themselves are playing and also what everyone else is playing. Mm-hmm. So it flows pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have a, a model in some, some, some funk band that it influenced you? Initially, I wanted it to be kind of like Stereo Lab meets mm-hmm. Parliament. <laughs> 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 but that didn't quite work out. You know, it took its own turns. Um, yeah. We call ourselves world funk, so that's mm-hmm. our, our genre at this point. Eric, the guitar player, Eric Hickey, uh, studied tango and played flamenco wow. and is studied Latin drumming. and mm-hmm. So he's brought to the table a lot of really cool mm-hmm. rhythmic ideas mm-hmm. and a different style of guitar playing than you would hear in a funk band. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our songs, one of the songs on the EP in particular is very... Latin influenced mm-hmm. um, and then we love reggae so we have little mm-hmm. inserts of reggae here mm-hmm. and there a mm-hmm. um, little bit of Afrobeat yeah but always trying to come back to the horns and the funk, and the funk. part of it yeah. and the, the parliament part yeah sort <laughs> do you know what I saw on, on Periscope the other day George Clinton is always on Periscope if you follow yeah. him he's always and and he can be just like Riding in a car with the radio on, singing along, or, oh, or <laughs> he he goes fishing. He had a whole, he was on Periscope all day the other day, just going fishing. George just Clinton. Weird. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> he's always hilarious, and he's always smoking pot. Oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <laughs> it's worth it. It's really worth it because you know I, I follow him, so it'll pop up and says George Clinton is fishing. <laughs> And his wife goes along and 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 uh, and, and and periscopes the gigs. Huh. <laughs> I mean, they're always just you know from from backstage, cool. you know, on the side. But it, it just will just pop up and there's a George George Clinton last Parliament. There's you know P Funk Live. It's great. <laughs> Jeez, that's cool. He's one guy I've never been able to. I never I've never interviewed. I've always wanted to. Oh, that'd be you know great. who I got the interview finally? Blood Omer. Blood Omer. James Blood Omer. I don't know who that is. Funk is the teacher, jazz is the, is the teacher, funk is the preacher. <laughs> it's one of his songs. And it's true. When did I, you interview him? Last week. I've been oh. wanting to interview him since 1974. Wow. Yeah. So don't you agree with that, though? Jazz is the, is the teacher, funk is the preacher. Yeah, for sure. Isn't that true? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially now. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of music is is coming back into that. There's a heavy jazz influence in a, a lot of music these yeah. days, don't you yeah. think? Yeah. 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 Cool. And funk is bigger than ever. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I've been listening to uh, Hardcore Jollies ah. a lot. That's such a good what's album. Fav- what's your favorite tune off of that? Oh, man. <sighs> what's that one? Uh, you scared... You scared me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm really bad at song names. So no, that's uh, okay. That's I know okay. what they sound like, though. That's a funny album. <laughs> that, is a, that is a funny album. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The liner notes on that. Uh, yeah. What, ori- origins of did you did home. you uh, discover that when did you discover it fun? When, when when did you first you remember what's your first memories of hearing that that oh, kind man. of stuff uh well my dad's a guitar player uh-huh and he's a pretty funky guitar player really yeah huh. i listened to a lot of jazz growing up uh-huh. and zappa so he didn't he didn't play maggot brain you t- is that what you're trying no no okay. there's no <laughs> no george clinton going on then but yeah lots of lots of jazz and Probably college, I started really listening to P-Funk. But I went to college in Tallahassee, which is where George Clinton lives. Ah. And so we saw them a lot Wow! in Tallahassee. He owns a venue there, the Moon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, were, you, were you playing at that time? Oh, yeah, yeah. I went to school for uh, classical saxophone at Florida State. So I was... Not a, lot, not a lot of call for classical saxophone, no, is there? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to be a teacher. Right. So. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I went to school for that, and then I started playing in bands, and that kind of fell in love with that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was so glad to hear you, uh, the quads play Philip Glass when you guys were start first starting out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we love doing classical music as a quartet. Yeah. We do it here and there, you know. I, I know. Yeah. Andrew Durkin, we finally got Dur- to. Yeah, you know, of. Andrew Durkin is kind of, when you think about it, is, is kind of classical. He is, for sure. Absolutely. It's, it's a fusion of that. Yeah. The jazz, the classical, and then yeah. the comical. Yeah. Like when a, is that album coming out? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard yet. <laughs> Everybody wants to hear it. I mean, what yeah. a combination. Durkin and the quads. Yeah. It's like marriage made in heaven. Yeah, we had a great time recording that. That was a lot of fun. Why is it? And I've noticed this so many times because I've seen the whole industrial jazz group and I've seen I've seen I've seen I've, I've seen, you know, Dirk and Led ensembles a lot. Why is it that when a tune is over, everybody's smiling? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's probably like half elation because you made it through. <laughs> <laughs> And then it always ends on an upbeat, on a funny <laughs> little. <laughs> but it's true, though. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't remember hardly ever seeing that. <laughs> you know, if you think about it. Yeah, I, I never thought about it. Yes, true. everybody's always smiling. <laughs> we had a rehearsal of his tunes where, like, I was having a really bad day. A friend had passed away, and it was, like barely could make it to rehearsal and by yeah. the end of it I was like oh, I needed that yeah that just like yeah. turned everything around his music makes you feel so good it's true it's really true you know um I I had him in here and um I, and I know that you know uh, his last album was was uh, written and recorded you know a long time ago long before Trump <laughs> but you know we we're talking about you know how how it's not it's a it's more difficult to be really creative in a in a in a positive way because the world's ending and uh, and he, and I said to him I said Andrew your new your album is a respite and he went wow <laughs> and it's like it, 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 yeah. he didn't realize it you know yeah so um, it so, takes you to a different place yeah. that you've never hey, really been before what's so hard about playing his music oh man. It's well for the sax quartet. We're playing all the time, so you know it's yeah. you're not used to that as a horn player. So you have breaks here and there, but uh, 
it the time signature goes all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, you have to really stay on your toes to be counting. Um, changes keys. You know, really? It's just it's musically yeah. challenging for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's just different. You're not used to playing that style. His it's his own style. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> So what tunes did, uh, did you write from the, the Joy Tribe album? So I wrote, uh, I write most of the lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, Rick also helps write some of the lyrics and does some for his songs. Um, but I wrote Beautiful People, the lyrics. Uh-huh. That was our single that we did the music video on. And that actually, that song we wrote together musically. Huh. I brought the lyrics and then we just all put uh-huh. it together. So uh-huh. that is a Joy Tribe song 100 uh-huh. percent um and then i wrote funky punk which is a really <laughs> funny instrumental tune uh-huh. um i wrote that actually back in college so it's really been many different versions of it wow. through the years huh. uh in this world is one of mine that's like more of a like straight up sort of funk tune uh-huh. um and I believe that's it. Eric wrote the Latin tune, uh-huh. If You Insist, which is a really cool song. Um, and then he also wrote Baby Beluga, uh-huh. which is not the children's Baby Beluga. <laughs> so so what, what, is, what, what is it that you're writing about? Uh, I lean... Take, take, the, take the single. What is that about? Single yeah. is about knowing that you're beautiful inside uh-huh. and letting yourself let go uh-huh. so it's it's a party song it's about you know you're going out with your friends and yeah. you're feeling good and yeah. then yeah. you come out to the show and there's also a verse where you know if you're feeling down come out to the show anyway and uh-huh. feel good look at everybody and <laughs> know that we're all beautiful <laughs> So that's kind of the theme in a lot of my tunes, though. I I like the idea of finding happiness within, uh-huh. and I don't think we hear that enough. And I think we need to hear that more. Like, uh-huh. if things are going all awry around you, that has something to do with what's going on inside. And uh-huh. I think people need to find more power within themselves. It makes you feel good, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are two horns? Two horns, me and Katie. Yeah. Yeah. On the album, I did a little Barry overdubs as well. Really? So. Oh, you play yeah. Barry. And we have Ben Med- Medler playing trumpet and trombone. Nice. Which is cool. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, what's it like playing Barry? I love playing Barry. Do you? I don't own one, which huh. is why you don't see me playing it. Um, but I played it in college a lot. Really? In the quartets and stuff, yeah. And The only problem is it hurts your back really, really bad. <laughs> huh. I feel sorry for Mika because she has to lug that thing around all the time. But yeah. just the low end of it, it feels so good to play it. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> I can see that. I can understand that for sure. <laughs> then you go back and play alto or soprano, and it's so easy. You don't need as much air. <laughs> and imagine if you were Ornette and it was plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need a fundraiser to buy a berry one of these days. <laughs> We'll do a Kickstarter Buy a for Barry that. for Chelsea. <laughs> I promise I'll play it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, and also I didn't mention, you know, we did our album through Kickstarter. 
which uh-huh. is yeah. such a great thing. The which album? The Joy Tribe the album. Joy Tribe, yep, did you? Our EP. Yeah. That must be so gratifying. It is. It's nice. You know, it's nice to have everyone come and help and show their support. Yeah. We can give them something in return. You know? Yeah. No, it's a great thing when it when it works. It's just a great thing when it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. It has to be so encouraging. It is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like the old school way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Uh-huh. It's just really hard to raise money as an artist for your right. recording. It costs a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you do this? Where did you, where did you do the recording for Joy Tribe? Uh, we recorded at Hip Stew with uh-huh. Charles Neal. Do you know uh-huh. Charles? He plays drums. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, he kind of helped us. He recorded and helped us produce a little bit as well. Uh-huh. And then we mixed it um, over at Netlingham Audio in Vancouver. Uh-huh. And then uh, Hallowed Halls uh, wasn't at Hallowed Halls, but Justin mastered it at... Um, uh-huh sound cloud city you know what people people don't understand mastering at all yeah i don't don't either (laughs) they don't i don't either you know they don't they don't understand that step yeah it's amazing yeah i i finally went and like sat through the mastering session with him and learned a lot of things about it yeah because i know like eqs and like how loud things you know you adjust how loud things get or how soft they get Mm -hmm. but it really changes an album to boost those lows and take out some of the high ends so other things can come through it like you know sort of you close one door so another can open yeah all throughout the music wow and it's it's fascinating that's awesome yeah uh so so it sounds actually sounds better i mean this album sounds better than before it was mastered oh yeah ah. yeah for wow sure. it's that noticeable uh-huh of course fans yeah. can't hear that at all you know that right? no <laughs> I just well, had I just had Bob Stark in here, and we're I was I was saying, you know, we can't hear this stuff. <laughs> All the things that bother you yeah. so much, yeah. no one else cares. Musicians about. <laughs> can hear it, and en- engineers can hear it, fans can't hear it at all. Yeah, mostly. Most it's of okay. Them, yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. Why not? You know, it, you know, it need it needs to be perfect for you, and that's it makes you happier. Yeah. And if the musician's happier, we're happier. <laughs> That's true, true too. <laughs> Wasn't always that way, because a lot of a lot of the music, you know, came out of uh, you know, especially punk, came out of being really unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> and not nitpicking. Yeah, <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> well, sure, sure. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, so uh, there's going to be a CD release. CD release is at Alberta Street Pub. Great. On February 24th, it's Friday night. Nice. And we're having Soul Progression open for us. Ah. They're a really fun, super high-energy funk band. Nice. Good dance music. I'll be on the radio that night. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to go out on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> or Saturday nights. I got DJ gig on Saturday night. Our, our uh, life. Yeah. Of our yeah, life, really. Right? really. <laughs> Where, do you go out? Do you, do you go out and hear music? I've been pretty bad about it lately. Yeah. I I want to. I was just actually looking in the paper because I want to go out tonight. It's, really? It's hard. I, I work. I have a day job. and do so you? What do you do? I, I waitress at a yeah. little restaurant, seafood, Seasons and Regions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it pays my bills. So then oh, I yeah. can play music and do whatever I want. Right. right. Yeah. Um, uh, so what did you, what did, what did you, do you spot anything that you might want to go here? 
Yak attacks playing tonight at the Goodfoot. I was thinking about uh, that. <laughs> and the jazz festival is coming up, so that's it's exciting. It's true, yeah. yeah. Save it up that's for that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> we're actually, uh, I, I have to admit, we're not in the cupping room, because I, I usually w welcome people to the cupping room, okay, which is the room we're usually in, but it got double booked today. So we're actually in the manager's office, that's and that's his phone, which we're not going to answer. <laughs> we'll just let it go to let it go to voicemail. There we go. Very good. Very nice. All right. So, um, uh, what what are your what are your goals for this band? You, the goals to go national and tour and all that stuff. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're we're trying to get our we have our show together. We finally mm -hmm. have a good show. You know, we've been doing a lot of really good opening acts this last year. We mm -hmm. opened for Dumpster Funk, which was so much oh, fun. Oh man, they're so good. They are they're oh, so two good. bass players. My heart. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and one of them is Quindy's friend who who plays with uh, Rosalind Hunters. Oh, okay. He's recorded with him. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> and we played with open for Balkan Beatbox. Have you ever seen them? Yes. Oh, they were. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> uh, our keyboard player actually knew some of those people because he's uh -huh. from Israel. He just moved here uh, wow. about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been getting our show together, and you know, we finally are going to have an album and yeah. a good video, and doing all the things you need to do to get your business together. Yeah. Just got a new website. Looks pretty good. Excellent. And so. Yeah, I'm hoping this year we'll be able to get out of town and start playing some festivals and do a little couple little tours. Well, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. It gets harder and harder as you get older bands, you know. We all, people have kids, people have jobs. And yeah, yeah. Huh. can't just jump in the van and yeah. go down the road. <laughs> but the goal is still there, isn't it? It is. I would love, that's what I've always wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quads will play some festivals this year, probably. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We don't have anything on the books right now, uh, but yeah. yeah. I have a quiet one. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. what's the third band? Hi. Oh, so Midnight's Children. Um <laughs> Midnight's Children is a new band. We haven't played too much. We've been playing at Soleil's here and there. So it's jazz. It's soul. Really? Yeah funk soul groove um chuck barber is kind mm -hmm. of fronting the band mm -hmm. he's singing and playing percussion mm -hmm. and then tom guigachea oh know. yeah and New alex Orleans. weinberg who alex weinberg alex weinberg okay um nathaniel daniel on bass uh -huh. and we had dan duvall playing guitar with us he just had a baby Jeez. and so uh how difficult for him yeah <laughs> I didn't think he was capable of that. <laughs> <laughs> what does his wife have to say? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that band's it's it's doing well. It's sounding good. We just made a demo and yeah, it's fun. It's a good band. Is three enough? <laughs> <laughs> you sure? 
Yeah, I might pick up a couple more jobs. <laughs> so, um, did you did you stick with classical sax for a while? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to college and did that really seriously. Yeah. I was playing competitions and studying and performing and stuff, and then I joined a band of more experienced players, and we started touring down there. Zingu. Still playing classical? No, no. I oh. Rock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of Zeppelin-style rock. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, and fell in love with singing, because I hadn't uh-huh. really sang too much before then. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of that became more of a priority for me to have bands so I could play every night. Uh-huh. You know, the classical world, you spend more time in the practice room yeah. than performing, yeah. which is also gratifying but uh-huh. yeah so Mars Retrieval Unit played for about six years and we yeah. toured regionally and uh-huh. that was a lot of fun but that came to an end and so yeah, yeah. were you ever is, is, is the, the, the Quadraphones the, the only band that really you've been in that, that, that you can put everything together what do you mean by that well you can you can play classical you can play you can oh. play jazz you can play funk you can play anything because the quads play anything. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do shows more where we'd play a classical piece and then yeah, a funk piece or a jazz yeah. piece. Yeah. But um, we've joked in Joy Tribe that Gil and I will throw in some sonatas here and there. Really? <laughs> because he's a fabulous classical player. Really? As well on piano. And wow. And I have some pieces that I think would be like flashy pieces yeah. here and there. It'd be kind of fun. That would be great. <laughs> no, you know, hey, look, these days, you know, uh, people are smart. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it surprises you and if it's interesting. And actually, it's, it's pretty goddamn delightful mm-hmm. when you when somebody does that, you know? Not like when <laughs> the time that David Vest, you know David Vest, a boogie-woogie t- piano player, one of the great, last of the great boogie-woogie piano players? He was, pl- he, he was Paul DeLay's last last oh, piano okay. player and there was a big benefit scholarship benefit for Paul DeLay after mm-hmm. he died and David had his blues band up there right but he had recently gotten very 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 deeply into Sun Ra okay <laughs> and here's this like Cascade Blues Society type audience right and 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 all of a sudden, he launches into Sun Ra. <laughs> I wish you could. I I actually emceed that. Uh, I wish you could have seen the fa- the looks on the faces of the people in the audience. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> Surprise them? Did they not like it? Uh, I don't know that they were very happy with it, but I was. It was fabulous. It was fabulous. Yeah, the Quadraphones tried that at one of our shows about a year ago. We yeah. were playing our slam and funk set, and then. Yeah. We inserted a piazzola tango <laughs> in the middle, and it didn't really oh, go over well. That's a shame, because I used yeah. to love it when you when you guys would do that. Yeah, that it's just the... a little jarring though when you're like playing like dance music, and then all of a sudden, yeah. uh, <laughs> tango's not dance music. That's true. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> that's fun. But yeah, you never know. We might we might bust out a, a little sonata 
sometime soon. It's, <laughs> it's in our minds. <laughs> I just uh, I just read Sun Ra poetry with Brainerd. Oh, and wow. his, his his little duo that he does that down at the Star Day. He's got this thing called a fun box. Fun fun box. You ever seen it? I've heard of that. Yeah, I it's great. Seen it, it's, it's fabulous. It's like a <laughs> carnival object or something. You huh. know, but it, you know, it's a synthesizer. But he, he can do. Of course, Brainerd can do it. You know, anything with it. And 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 had a guitar player. That was really fun. And you read? I read Sun Ra poetry. poetry. Yeah, yeah. Was there interpretive dancing? <laughs> <laughs> there was interpretive drinking. <laughs> Because that's some angry shit. Let me tell you, Sun Ra was never pulled any punches. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't writing about the sun and. <laughs> it was uh, more about destruction of the earth, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, which is contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard yeah. to not want to start writing angry sorts of music at this point, right? You know, is that, I mean, do you, do you feel that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you get a little more right. morose, a little morbid, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's hard to know, it's hard to know uh, what to do right now. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it really is. You know, uh, you know, uh, in, in most of, most of our featured videos on Oregon Music News have been anti-Trump songs. Wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Got to, you know? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, some of the best change comes from feeling angry. Right. right? It's so. very punk. Yeah. It's very punk. <laughs> I've been kind of wondering, you know, that now that hip-hop has become much more of a popular music. Yeah. What's the next thing that's going to come that's I don't know. underground? Uh, maybe it's already happened and I just don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good question. You know, of course, nobody ever knows the answer to that. Did anybody predict the Ramones? Yeah. You know, no. I mean, I was there, you know. Uh all of a sudden, one I was I was I was doing a TV show, uh, and I was a, I was a music critic on a TV show, and all of a sudden, there, you know, I mean, I knew about what was going on in New York. I was I was living on the East Coast, but the day the Ramones album came to, came in the mail, I went, whoa, yeah, and that was a, <laughs> right around the same time that Philip Glass's North Star came out. Oh wow! So it was like this double hit huh. of of anger and beauty. And you'd never heard any style no. like that before. Well, yeah, a little, of course, but, you know, n- n- nothing distilled it like Philip Glass and the Ramones, you know? Yeah. You know? Maybe the quad should do Philip Glass and the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Glass, Ramone style. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four. Well, you know. If if you've ever heard Einstein on the beach, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten one two three four five six seven eight nine ten one two three four five. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> oh man. So I, yeah, it's it's hard to know. It's hard to know what to do and how to behave. It just really is. So, and I don't know if I told you, but when um, stop me if I've already said this when during this conversation. But uh, when I had uh, uh, Durkin in here and talking about his new album. You know, which was written long before Trump got elected. I said, "This is a respite. This album is a respite." 
Yeah. Yeah, which he really liked. <laughs> yeah. I've heard and, that. And it is. Well. It is. Yeah, and it should be. Uh, yeah. Really, music shouldn't be reflective. Yeah. Of what's specifically going on at the moment, right? It should be something that takes you away from it. Yes and no. For the most part. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and no. Yeah. You know? uh, when Lady Gaga sang "This Land Is Your Land," you know. Some people thought, oh, isn't that patriotic? Meanwhile, that song was, if you, if you saw the rest of the verses of that song, yeah. it's a total anti-fascist song, and she knew it. You know? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, on, this, on this, this gig with the, with the Quads and Joy Tribe, what kind of, what kind of gig is that going to be for the Quads? Is that, is that a funk set gig? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be funk. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now, you know. Yeah. We don't Yeah. have we haven't done a jazz sort of set in quite a while. So, it's not exactly jazz. It's the series, so whatever is influenced by jazz, which both bands are and both are yeah. pretty different, so it'll be fun to hear both of them together. Will you ever be? You'll. I guess when the when the album comes out, you'll have to be have to have an album release and play Durkin. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, there's your jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Huh. Can you imagine playing that all the way through? Oh, we have many times. Live. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was that like? We've been working on that music for a couple of years. Uh huh. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. It's it's a marathon. Ready, set, go. <laughs> do you practice? Do you or do you have time to practice? Me personally? Yeah. Yes. What do you do? What's what's your routine? Um Recently I've been playing classical music again, which uh-huh. I haven't done in a long time. I'm trying to get back to it to kind of get my technique better, you know. Uh, there's these really cool etudes that are all whole tone uh-huh. or atonal, uh-huh. and they're really hard and they're a lot of fun. So that's what I've been doing mostly. Huh. They're called Guy Lacour etudes. They're actually for oboe. Really? But, um... Hello? Hello? <laughs> Uh, yeah, doing that and, you know, transcribing music, always. What do you mean? On saxophone, just solos and, you know, listening to albums I like. Transcribing what? Like Like saxophone solos and learning them from albums. Oh, okay. 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 Some Maceo licks and some... Ah. I really like uh, Carl Denson a lot. He's one of my faves. Robinson. Always puts on an amazing show. <laughs> I introduced him at the ja- at the blues festival one year, and he so so I'm, I'm just before I walk up to the mic, he comes up to me and says, "Listen, I want you to say and now black by popular demand." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, "Sure." And I, what I did was I said, Carl Denson told me to tell you, and now, because I wasn't going to say that, just me, right? I was not, I had to, I had to put a qualifier saying? in there, you know? 
I, I interviewed him once. He had just gotten his horn back after having it been, been rebuilt, and he was oh, so nice. happy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's like a brand new horn. Yeah, yeah. How, how many saxophones do you own? Uh, three. What kind? Yeah. Two altos and a soprano. I have a secondary alto that was my first real horn. Really? I don't really want to get rid of it, but I want a tenor, so ah. it might be saying goodbye soon. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> or no. Barry. Jeez. <laughs> 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 um, I, I need that great cello player. What's her name? Um, oh, I can't remember her name. The great, great avant-garde cello player. What is her name? She, lives, she used to live here. Oh. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, it'll come to me. And she said... When it came time for her to get rid of her uh, first cello, right, and she had she'd had it throughout her career, it'd been you know all over the world playing, right, and she said when she, when she was getting her second cello, that it was like, um, it was like dating. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel that way about your instruments? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, some things are easier and other things are harder. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a relationship, right? I have, you know, when I go back to my old saxophone, sometimes uh-huh. I'll play it, and some things feel so good, but I get reminded as to why I got another one. <laughs> like seeing an ex, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, wait, you are okay. No, you're not. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. And like I said, I did a photo shoot yesterday, and uh, it was with my saxophone. And it's yeah. all, they're, they're like, wow, that looks like you really love your saxophone. I was like, yeah. I do. It's my baby. Yeah. It's, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent more time with that thing than anyone yeah. else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. And it's almost kind of where your deepest feelings come out. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like a writer with your typewriter no. or however you use them. no it's not the no. Same. you ever see naked lunch the movie yeah. okay <laughs> does that happen <laughs> no but i'm always afraid it will uh. understand <laughs> i'm always afraid it's going to start talking to me uh. you know <laughs> so it's more of a hate relationship <laughs> uh, it, it's actually it's funny because uh, you know you, uh, my favorite thing to write on was the selectric you remember Selectrix? I don't know what that is. It was a it was a typewriter, an actual typewriter. Oh. It had a ribbon, it had a ball with all the letters on it, and, and it was I was so I was faster on that thing than I than I am on a computer. Huh. It was amazing because you, you can get you have a tendency to be too fast on a computer. Yeah. You're not. You, I never got too fast on that on that selector, but I wrote so much. I wrote so much stuff on that, and then I came, you know, and then there was the dedicated word processor thing that happened, yeah. and, then, uh, and then and the computers. But no, I've never had uh, I've never had one uh, react in the same way that they did in Naked Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that movie that's a that's a for me that that movie is a girlfriend tester. Oh, because if she can pass? if she doesn't tell you to turn it off, then you may have something in common. <laughs> it's kind of like Clockwork Orange as well. <laughs> in a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Music is like that too, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Somebody listen to Sun Ra, or oh right, where they tell you to shut it off. Shut it off. Frank Zappa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I said uh, I asked ask one woman, um, who's, you know, who's your favorite musician? Musician, and she said Lester Bowie, and I went, 
Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out though. No. I mean, Lester <laughs> Bowie, the great trumpet player from the Art Ensemble in Chicago, he was like, she's right. He's my, he, you know, he was, he was, he was he's still my favorite, you know, with the lab coat and all that. Yeah. I saw him point, I saw him point his trumpet straight up and pour water in it and play through the water one time. What did that sound like? It sounded like weird. Yeah. It sounded weird. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. He would do anything. Yeah. He would just do anything. <laughs> do not try this at home, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or, 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 or on a saxophone. <laughs> no. Yeah. Pads wouldn't like that. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, listen, hey, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. This has been fun. Yeah, for having me um and uh, all the information is right there on the page yep the website and yeah. the dates and all that kind of stuff yeah and uh you know i'm gonna you know check out the music video again it's uh yeah i'll put that up it's fun it'll be there on the page our uh the guy that filmed us he his dad like listened to the song and sent him this video footage of himself dancing doing he's the hunter in the video with his uh-huh, dog uh-huh. and he didn't even know he was gonna do that he just <laughs> sent him footage that's wow. so cool he that's great just heard the tune he's like that's oh good. here you go so <laughs> it's a fun collaboration right. <laughs> okay thanks a lot appreciate it yeah thank you <laughs>